The podcast Czech German Perspectives is brought to you by the Czech German Young Professional Program. To find out more about the program and also listen to other episodes, go to the homepage cgypp.eu. This podcast episode is about the role of memory and remembrance in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. I actually am very bad at remembering what happened in which year, so this will be a challenging for me <laughs> but actually in 2020 my daughter was born so this will be what I will remember most I think but I think then I will remember that I pushed the baby carriage through very empty streets in Berlin I think this will stick mostly. Shortly after the COVID-19 pandemic broke loose in February 2020 The public seemed already sure we were living through an event of historic dimensions. And as soon as April 2020, a New York Times article already asked the questions of how historians will look back on the pandemic, while the Wright State University already had set up the Coronavirus Public Memory Project. And in a Financial Times article from May 2020, Harvard professor Lawrence Summer stated that the COVID-19 pandemic was the third major shock to the global system in the 21st century, lining the pandemic up with the terror attacks on September 11 and the 2008 financial crisis. So in spring 2020, it seemed obvious that the COVID-19 pandemic was a major historical event which would change our lives and inscribe itself in our collective public memories. But I'm wondering, how do we feel about this question now in fall 2021? To this day, more than four million people worldwide have died due to the pandemic. And while the virus is still killing people, life seems to slowly go back to normal for most people in Europe right now. Are we as a collective already moving forward and moving away from the pandemic? And I also have to admit that my own personal memories of last year are already starting to become a bit blurry. So thinking about this problem, I ask friends about their impressions. What do you think? How will you remember the pandemic 2030? What will stay with you? And I also asked an expert about the role of memory when talking about the pandemic. And my expert is Dr. Monica Contreras. She's a historian at the Free University of Berlin and head of the Laboratory for Memory Research and Digital Methods at the same university. So welcome, Monica. So maybe an introductory question. How can we talk about historical memory and memory building in a still ongoing event? The pandemic is not over yet, but already last year, the pandemic started. Everyone was analyzing its impact on society. And yeah, that was from the very beginning. So what role does or might historical knowledge play in the analysis of the present situation? Because I've read some articles, and maybe you have too, that stated if the Spanish flu had been more part of the collective memory, The COVID pandemic might have been handled differently by the public or by politicians. So the claim to learn from history, which I doubt a little bit. So I would like to hear your opinion on that. Historical memory is still a permanently incomplete and also threatened construction when we deal with an ongoing event. We have lived with the coronavirus for more than a year now. And when we try to understand what happened and what people are telling today about what happened last year, These versions and narratives can be very different depending on who is saying it and depending on who might have specific interests. And above all, you also find different narratives when it comes to the issue of the number of deaths and who is responsible for the political decisions that might have worsened the situation. So, that is the big problem when you are trying to construct a narrative of something that is still tentative, that all people are still involved, everyone is alive, people, especially politicians, 
might have to take some responsibility, and of course that makes everything complicated. Because when we think, why is remembering an event like this important, and why is historical memory necessary, one of the first reasons is always justice. There have been certain victims or certain people who have paid with their lives. So is there someone who has to take responsibility? And if so, as long as those responsible are alive, that complicates everything. For example, I read an article about journalists in Brazil who wrote about what had happened exactly, especially in the Amazon region. Mm -hmm. And many of the journalists are currently threatened by the state, so they had to leave Brazil, and there are actually some who have been murdered just because they said, this is what happened. The escalation of the COVID pandemic in Brazil was not a technical problem, but a political one. The other aspect you mentioned, if we learn from history, the first thing you have to think about when you think about it historically is the location of this pandemic, or rather, that sounds a bit silly. But for me it is central, this is the first pandemic of the 21st century that is important. We forget that a pandemic is not only about biological factors, but what are the historical, social, cultural and economic factors that lead to it. And that it is the first pandemic in the 21st century, this is important to keep in mind, because we are at the point where we have seen our world the most globalized. In this sense it is a singular event. But what repeats itself in history, one thing that repeats itself over and over again, is that with any new pandemic, people are never prepared, never, so that always happens, and because people are never prepared, all the mistakes are made, wrong decisions are made, because nobody knows how to deal with a pandemic. This seems to be a historical constant. It doesn't matter if we are in the 21st century, in a hundred years the same will happen. You just do not have the full picture when something is ongoing. There are things that you can see immediately and there are things that you will only see in 20 or 30 years. Yeah, I agree with you, especially with the fact that we tend to forget in a way um, what happened or what happened during pandemics and that there is not much to learn from history because there doesn't seem to be an effort made to remember And in this context, I would like to ask if you think that we would need a state-led public memory initiative or memory politics in order, for example, to remember the victims of the pandemic with the memorial. And yeah, would the public and political acknowledgement of the pandemic's victims and by that also acknowledging political failures, maybe. Yeah, that's kind of connected with that, because if you worldwide have more than four million, four million victims of the pandemic, there could be questions asked, how did we get to this point? So would, in this sense, memory politics be also be an act of strengthening democracy, as democracies are expected to being transparent with failure and debating it openly? With the construction of historical memory, you have to consider two levels. One is the institutional level and how institutions and the public respond to this issue. But you have it also on an everyday or personal and subjective level. This is also part of memory building. So when you talk about historical memory, you have these different levels to consider. But if we focus on memory, in the sense in which the mainstream historical research on memory understands it, a very important aspect is justice. And justice for what? For, usually, the victims. So another central term in this work of remembrance is victim. And so one of the central aims of historical memory is justice for the victims. So when the typical question is, 
Why do we have to remember this? Why do we need historical memory? The answer is usually justice and defense of democratic values, then recognition of the victims. And it is also a question of social inclusion. And then it's an inclusion no? Yeah, the question would be in a way, do we remember the victims or do we remember the event? Yes, exactly. That is the point. Do we remember the victims or the event itself? I don't think there is an answer for this, because what is remembered is always dependent on the memorial entrepreneurs, so what is remembered in public is completely dependent on political activism. And political activism needs money, it needs space, it needs people with a lot of strength. In the COVID story, I am really curious to see which entrepreneurs that will be because, for example, when remembering the AIDS epidemic, it was a minority group. But with COVID, it is not a minority. It is a very diverse victim group, so to say. I tend to think that it will rather be a remembrance of the event and not so much of the victims. Globally speaking, and where the victims are remembered, it will be exactly in those places where an awful lot of people died, for purely political reasons. For example, in Brazil, I can imagine that will play a role. Brazil and maybe USA. And I can imagine that there are organizations or families who are still suffering, who say maybe my loved ones could have been saved if the political will have been there. Without social organization, there is no memory in the sense of justice, so that comes from below. From above, we will see remembrance of the event itself, maybe about the vaccine. So, we will see that, completely peaceful and forgiving. But I do not expect so much when it comes to the acknowledgement of the mistakes. Definitely not. From a state perspective, I think we will. But that is only a guess. We will see the event rather than the victims. And that where the victims are remembered, that will definitely be a new struggling coming to terms with this past and it will be strongly localized. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, in school, for example, schools should actually be one of the first places where collective memory is worked out. And I believe that when it becomes a topic in schools, COVID will be treated in the triumphant version, like we survived this, we were able to solve this problem. Anyway, I do not think it will come to school so quickly, because there were thousands of pandemics and we learned so very, very little about them. And above all, COVID is now also linked to corruption, even in Germany, the mask affair. So there are already a lot of things that the political side would not be interested in remembering. So, that does not come from the state. But the other way around, yeah. it comes from below. So in the end, the state might say, yes, let's do it. But the initiatives usually start from below. Normally, it is like that, because the first thing that has to be acknowledged are the mistakes. One aspect I find particularly interesting in the context of individual memory is the role of social media and the pandemic, because we have seen all the selfies when the people got their first vaccine, because this seemed to be an historical moment in each person's personal life, and also all the memes or the jokes that were on the internet. So I'd like to hear your opinion on that. And also, if you think that all these for example, memes or comics or what you would see on social media, does it represent an Eurocentric view on the pandemic in a way, a Western view? Because if people make jokes about how they drink wine in home office and so on, this seems to represent a very specific class, maybe even. 
It is unbelievable. How? Whatever happens, the world is so unequal. At the beginning of the pandemic, my thought was, hey, the virus does not respect. It takes the whole world, and that is true. Many people have died, also in first world countries. But again, we humans have managed to make the situation for some of us better and others worse. I mean, who can afford to work from home? So in Colombia, more than 50% of all people do not have a formal job. But another argument concerning the role of social media is that we need that, we need memories, and, if you think historically, we actually build memories every day, and also the means to remember, consciously or unconsciously. So every newspaper, every journal entry, this podcast that you are making right now, all the initiatives that people are doing right now, everything somehow becomes a source at this present we are currently living, sources that could somehow be a trace and shed light on the cause in the future. I also find that many of these social media representations of the pandemic somehow also narrate its development. So for example, last year you had a lot of these home office memes and how to live through the pandemic and so on. And then you had kind of a bit of hope in springtime and people getting ready to go out again. And then there was a news about the Delta variant and all the hope was gone in a way, um, also in this kind of jokey or jokes that you would find on the internet. So would you agree that if you look at these sources, these internet sources, that you can also narrate in a way the development of the pandemic? Totally. I have not seen many memes, but I work a lot with comics as sources. And what I find super interesting is that at the beginning of the pandemic, the comics, which you can find on Instagram, were mostly in the spirit of in this time. We learned so much. That was the learning phase. So to say, we all learned something. We saw a lot of solidarity and support expressed in these comics. Like this is terrible, but we are united. But this year, this kind of discourse no longer exists. So now I think we are in the phase of ignoring it. It is an effort to ignore and trying to go back to a so-called normal life. No. We will definitely remember it, but not as a devastating time, but of a time which was a bit different to the usual life in the other years. And that almost five million people died will be a side note in a way, because it's too abstract? Yeah, I think, at least on my life, it will not have a direct impact, so it's just an abstract uh, information. Most people I asked about their experiences in the last two years answered in a very similar fashion. They had not been impacted on a personal level, so they were slowly going back to normal and didn't feel that they were living through a historic event or an event of historic dimensions. So I'm really wondering what that implies for the remembrance and how we will remember COVID in the future, in the upcoming years, and what will really stay with us from these past two years and we still don't know how long we will have to live with the pandemic at this moment. I think that it is, above all, climate change. But interesting answer that you don't say Corona how it was. Yes, I think so too, but we are in a situation right now in which the elections will also decide how things concerning the climate change will develop. And I believe that when you grow up as a child and experience the change, you will ask yourself exactly what actually happened there. Yes, Corona comes and goes, but the climate remains. 
bleibt. 